0: We don't grow alone. We flourish when we do life together. To flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. Join me for conversations about growth and change as we talk about what it means to flourish and create the community you crave. You're listening to the Flourish Together podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Worley. This is episode 45, Abundant Affirmations with Jen Hatsung. You guys, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Jen. She is a wife, a mother. She is also a business owner of the company Abundant Affirmations. Today, we're gonna talk about living in abundance and what that means. We're also gonna talk about being an Enneagram One and what it's like being a military spouse and how you can help support military spouses and families in your local community.
1: Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my guest, Jen Hatsung, with Abundant Affirmations as my guest today. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm so excited to have you on the show and chat a little bit this morning. Go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay. So, uh, like you said, my name is Jen. I am the founder, owner, shipping department marketing department any kind of department for abundant affirmations where i make affirmation cards my primary focus is women um and in a nutshell i just i want women to know that they are worthy to live a life full of abundance um i'm a mom i'm a wife i'm a sister i'm all the things but um, i'm also a military spouse so i'm coming to you from monterey california which a couple of months ago, we were living in Virginia. So we just we did a big cross country move over the summer, which was a lot of life transitions. Um, one daughter, she will be four in December. Um, and we have a puppy. Well, not a puppy, she'll be 10 in November. So, but she looks like a puppy because she's a little Dotson, she's a little wiener dog. So, like, everyone thinks she's a puppy. And I'm like, no, she's kind of an old lady status now. <laughs> um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's awesome. That's what I say about
1: our dog. He's a cockroach spaniel, so not too big, but we've had him for he's 11 years old. Um yeah. and so he's not a puppy, but he's small and i I refer to him as a puppy all the time, but he's not. He's very old and I think he's yeah. blind and possibly deaf, or maybe oh. he's just ignoring me. <laughs> he's like in the grouchy old man's face of it's like <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, like he used to, you know, when he was younger, like greet us at the door every day. And now when I come in. Like, it's so sad to say, but like, he doesn't come to the door anymore. I like, sometimes I worry, like, he's just at that dog stage where I worry that like, are we going to come home and, you know, like have a tragedy? But sometimes he He, just like looks at us and like puts his head back down and goes back to sleep.
2: I think that might just be that like grouchy old man phase of like, I've greeted you guys enough at the door. Like, I'm just going to stay here. Like,
1: yeah, I think so too.
2: Well, I really love your company and I wanted to have
1: you on and chat about that. Um, I know you said that you focus on women, but tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, your heart and your intention behind starting Abundant Affirmations.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, if I look back on like everything that I've done and I've had a lot of different careers, um, I think the one thing that that i look, that i can like link everything together is like i've always had a passion for empowering women and encouraging women um and so actually starting abundant affirmations started out as a need for me like i it was january of 2017 i think let me do the math yep 2017 because i launched last year um and i was doing some coaching um, with my friend who's an amazing coach, Jody Flynn. And, and I was, I'd started my second podcast. Um, and I thought that this coaching was going to kind of help me like really dive into some business stuff. So I had, um, a one-year-old, I was trying to figure out like, what was I going to do next? Like trying to figure that out. And what I realized in the coaching is that I really struggled with money mindset issues. Like that, that was a big block for me. This idea that like, um, not so much like a scarcity of money, but more of like, I wasn't worthy of making money. Like the work that I knew how to do, like Mm -hmm. I wasn't worthy of charging people for it, or I wasn't worthy of making a lot of money, or I wasn't like, I wasn't worthy of a job that paid that kind of salary, that type of stuff. And like, if this was like, it was so interesting. Like we dove so deeply into that. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I knew that sometimes I had some like money mindset issues, but I didn't realize how deep they were and like where they stemmed from. And so I wanted, um, I wanted some affirmation cards. And so I like did a quick search and I couldn't really find any. So this is like springtime. And I immediately thought, Oh my gosh! I should make these, and then as soon as I thought that, this like my like inner critic negative voice, which I'm an Enneagram one, so I'm like a perfectionist and have a huge inner critic voice. It was, um, it was like, no, Jen, you can't do that. Like literally, my the voice inside my head s- spoke to me and was like, nope, you can't do that. You've had so many failed businesses in the past. You've given up on things. Like, you can't start another thing. Like, just forget about it. Um, and I was like okay. Like very convinced about that. And, um, still never found any affirmation cards. Um, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I just, like, just all through the year, I just like, it would randomly come to me and I eventually started doing, um, some like contract assistant VA work for somebody. And like, even through all of that, like, it was almost like seeing her working on her business and building her business. I was just like being drawn to this idea um and at the end of 2017, I was just like, I can't stop thinking about this. And so my husband, my daughter, and I were driving from Virginia to Minnesota for Christmas. And I remember sitting in the car and being like, So I have this big idea. And I told him about it. And I texted my friend Danielle, who I had done a podcast with for many years, um, who like was always somebody that like when you when I would tell her an idea, she would like be such a great cheerleader. And she has like focuses on empowering women who, um, create products. So it was just like, that was a perfect person to, 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 like get encouragement from. And they were both like, you have to do this. And then, and they were, they were like, you needed this thing. So you need to make it because you know what, you know, they say when you have a need, like that's what you need to, that's needs to be your business or that's the product you need to make. And so that was at the end of 2017. And, um, I'm pretty sure while driving in the car, I pulled up my notebook and started like writing notes. And when we got to my parents' house, I like pulled up my computer and like started thinking about all the affirmations. I like put them in a spreadsheet and all this stuff. And like, that was kind of the beginning of it.
1: That's awesome. I love what you said that the idea was born out of something that you needed for yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, and so for anyone that don't know what they are, they're like, they're cards Mm -hmm. little, like, are they pocket size? seem pocket
2: yeah, size they are they're three by five um let me pause yeah i mean they listeners might be able to see this but they're three by five cards yes um and they're like really sturdy cardstock, um and they're just meant to either to kind of look through and read aloud um i mean ideally you want to read them aloud if you're reading them somewhere in your office cubicle and you don't want people to think you're crazy like just read them to yourself but um to hang around the house so also another when I started thinking about this, I also remembered um, for years my husband has always put sticky notes around to like give himself encouragement. Yeah, yeah. And so like that was another piece of it where I was like, I've seen my husband do this, like writing himself notes of things of like I'm confident, like I'm I'm a leader, like all these things. And so I was like, instead of post it notes, like let's make these pretty cards that so you can like tape onto your mirror in the bathroom when you're getting ready in the morning that because it evolved from the money mindset and so now we have six sets but so there's like something for everyone and everything um but it was just I wanted something that was going to be beautiful and functional because for me I'm like if I'm gonna look at or use something every day I want it to be beautiful like I just I I love design I love beautiful things and so it was like marrying those two things together Mm -hmm.
1: And then you also recently released prints, a couple prints.
2: I did. Yeah. And so that was really fun because, um, I collaborated with, um, Kylie in Kentucky and for me, so my like big five, 10 year goal for my business is to like have a a team of people that I don't even want to say that like work for me, but that like work in my business and that I get to empower them, and they get to work a lifestyle where they get to work in their zone of genius and and like use the gifts that God gave them, and they get to provide for their family, and they get to do it on in a like in a time frame that works for them. So you know, so just like I, that is the other level of how I want to empower women. And so for me, I don't feel like I'm great at design but I know what I like and I feel like I have a good eye for design. So when I Mm -hmm. find somebody where I feel like their aesthetic matches like my vision, I'm like, I want to pay you to like, to use your gifts because like God gave you that gift. And I feel like I'm really good at seeing other women's gifts. Not so good all the time at seeing my own gifts, but like, I just, I'm, I like I see women's gifts and I'm like, I want you to use them. And and part of that is why I created these cards because they empower women to like shift the way that they think. So the second set I made was a set. It's a self worth set. And that idea came out of while I was starting this business and launching the money mindset, I had all this self-doubt and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to do this. Like, who do I think I am? I'm like not worthy. And I was like, well, clearly I need a set for this. And so it was like, as soon as that set was finished, mm-hmm. I was working on a set for self-worth and that, um, that set has en- ended up becoming like my bestseller, but I never would have got to that set if I wouldn't have got to the money mindset one. So it's just, it's also interesting. I love that.
1: What does living in abundance mean for you? What does that look like for you?
2: That's such a good question because a couple of years ago I would have really focused on like having all kinds of things or just like having a big house or like just having more money. And what I've really, 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 really learned. Um, so one, this is one of the prints that I launched and the phrase is uh, abundance is a state of mind. And that was like, when that came to me, it was like such a reminder and realization that like abundance is like looking at your life today and at, like right now and feeling like it's enough and like Mm -hmm. seeing those things of beauty that are like, oh my gosh, like this, like getting to, you know, ride our bikes down to the water and have a picnic by the water on Saturday. Like that's living a life of abundance, like getting to Mm -hmm. to Disneyland, um, during my husband's fall break. Um, that's like abundance, like getting, like getting to show up every day and like turn on my phone and talk to it and like empower other women and encourage them like that's abundance. So it's just like really seeing the thing, like being aware of what is around you and seeing that there's so much in that, like where you are, there's like so much, so much in that right now. Mm -hmm.
1: I love that. I also love that you mentioned that you're an Enneagram One, and I raised my hand because I too am an Enneagram One. And um, it's so funny. This morning, I rearranged the dishwasher after my husband loaded it last yep. night. Yep. That I, is an Enneagram One yeah, thing. I know. As I was doing it, I thought this could not be more like Enneagram like One of me to want to open this dishwasher and just rearrange it because mm. I think it would look better this way or this just makes me feel better.
2: Yeah. I. Um, so my husband will be listening to this episode y'all because I need, I need him to hear Andrea say that. <laughs> so he doesn't think that it's just me, a crazy person who's like particular about it.
1: No, I like text a picture to my girlfriends and one of them was like, well, she was like, the only difference I see in these two pictures is that you just moved it to the other side because you're left-handed. And I was like, no, it's because this way is the better way.
2: Yes, it's the better
1: way. It just made me chuckle. There's like some things I love learning about the Enneagram. Um, I probably discovered it maybe, I think it's been like three years ago. And it's helped me so much. And I just tell everybody about it. There's like silly little things like that, that I like chuckle to myself about, but it has been really helpful in my just my own personal yes, discovery. Too. And when you were talking about, um, you know, wanting to start abundant affirmations and how you kind of like talked yourself out of it for the longest time because you know you started this or that and you know like it ended or you felt like a failure or you felt like I've started and stopped so many times. How could I do one more thing? Um, I too have felt those same things and almost didn't start this podcast because I was just like, it. It just can't be another thing that I start, but felt really called to do it. Um, And so being a student of the Enneagram and doing that work in myself with that tool of understanding the Enneagram has really helped me kind of move forward. Do you find that
2: to be the same truth for yourself as well? 100%. Like, first of all, I literally grew up with this mean girl inner critic voice. I thought everyone did. So when I learned right. about the Enneagram, so it was probably a li- maybe not quite three years ago, but definitely at least two years ago, I guess maybe almost three, um, my mind was blown because I was like, oh my gosh, everyone does not have this like yeah. girl in her voice. I was like, oh, I thought we all were just going around life trying to like push through that. But so that really, honestly, I have a hard time giving myself grace for a lot of things, but that was just like. Okay, Jen, you have to give yourself grace for that. Like, you have to realize that, like, that's a big struggle. Like, you're not going, through, like, not everyone, like, that's not a barrier for everyone to, like, keep right. going. My husband doesn't have that. He's an Enneagram three. And so he's, like, an achiever. He just has an idea and does it. My best friend is an Enneagram three the same way. So the two of them, I'm like, sometimes I have to be careful, like, what I tell them or when I'm working through something, because I know that they're just gonna be like, you just need to do it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I, I have to get to that point of yeah. being there. Like it takes me a little bit longer. Um, but it's been a total, total game changer for me because it makes me aware of the good and the bad that I have, right? So some mm-hmm. of the things that I thought were bad, like I can see it as a good thing now. One of my really good friends, she's also a one. Um, and so like we literally, at least once a week, we'll text each other. So like it'll like be in the early morning and it'll be some Enneagram thing. And we'll go on for like 30 minutes, like, talking about what we've learned or what we've discovered or what we see or like asking each other questions because we're both ones, but but we're different. And I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think it's our wing. I think there's just certain parts. So it's like, we'll be like, do you feel this way too? Is this bother you too? And we'll like kind of see some differences. But Mm -hmm. I am, I like, once you know what someone's Enneagram number is, it's such a game changer. Like when, not this past summer, but like last summer, my two best friends or sisters. We all went to New York city with our boyfriends or husbands. And one of the happy hours in our Airbnb, I made them all take it. (laughs) We were like having like cocktails and I, everyone had their computer out. And I was like, you have to take this test and, um, you have to answer immediately. And like, we learned everyone's things. And then I did like a read aloud of what there's what, like all this stuff. And it was like such a game changer. Like I make all my friends take it because I'm like, once you know what they are, Yeah, it helps you understand what they do so much better. Like I understand my husband so much better now, knowing our differences.
1: Right. I I always say, like, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known the enneagram when my husband and I were like dating and going through like premarital counseling. Like, how valuable would that information have been? Yeah. Like you know, a million years ago when we were doing all that. It's funny that you had your friends all take the test because a group of girlfriends and I took the test to a few years ago when I first like learned about the Enneagram. I, I took the test three times and was so like irritated that I got a one the first time that I was like, it cannot be right. So I took it again. I took it again and it came up Enneagram one again. And then I was like, this is dumb. I, this is not what I am. Like I, I was like, no, So I took it a third time and then it came up the same every single time. And even uh, the two, three times I took it, I was like, I'm just going to like change my gut reaction a little bit and see if it does anything. No, it didn't do anything. It was like, and then, so I was like, all right, I'm going to like start doing some research and doing some reading. And then like, I read the road back to you, I read that book and I was like, all right, as soon as we started talking about the inner critic and that being like the non-negotiable, I was like, all right, this resonates with me. Like yeah. I, like you, I was like, what? Not everyone isn't walking around with this? Like what? That I know. was eye opening.
2: It's like the emoji where the guy's head is like exploding. Yeah. Like that is it. Um, no, I just, I the same way. I took the test, I think at least twice. Um, but have you, I think it's Gretchen Rubin's chat. Have you taken hers? There's like a four, it's like four different things. I only asked that because I took it when I was doing that coaching with Jody, Mm -hmm. and I came up as the questioner. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I don't think that's right. And I was literally questioning it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so me. And that totally is me. Like I question so many things, not because I like think it's wrong, but because I'm like, yeah. I need to know the inner workings. I need to yeah. and because of like part of being a one is like you want justice and you just mm-hmm. like you want equality and all of that. So like I'm always trying to understand how that all works together. But it was yeah. I definitely was like, I don't think I'm a one. Um I will say too I've noticed I don't think that like I know some people feel like sometimes they're they lean more towards one of their wings. Mm -hmm. I think more than anything, sometimes when I read stuff about being an eight, I'm like, that would be my, I need to do like more testing or thoughts because that would be kind of my second one. Because I also feel like I, I like gravitate towards eights and threes, which is very Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. I gravitate towards ones, eights and threes. So I'm like, the more I see about eights, I'm also like, "Hmm." that's very interesting that you say that because
1: Several of my best friends are either a three or an eight. Um, And even like a couple of my siblings are also, I think eights. And I'm pretty sure one of my parents is definitely a three. Um, I try not to tell people their number, but you know, just in my own,
2: I know in my
1: own kind of like observation. um, I, I find that it's funny that you mentioned like the question thing, because when I was talking to my mom about this, I was talking to her like maybe a year and a half ago and she was just like, you ask so many questions. Sometimes it's overwhelming and I just don't know what to do with you. And you've been like that since you were a kid. And I was like, that's really interesting because, you know, when, like when you're looking at Enneagram work, they they talk about how like usually your number is determined, you know, by whatever age in childhood, like, you know, yeah. seven or eight or whatever. And I'm like, that's very interesting that I've always been like, even as a little girl, like." asked so many questions and not be quiet. And then now I'm an adult and still ask way too many questions.
2: One. And now you have a podcast where you get to ask people. There questions. you go. It's Perfect.
1: all coming full circle. It is. What are some of your favorite Enneagram resources that you like to use or go to?
2: Um, oh my gosh. Okay. I got to pull it up on my phone. Um, is it Beth McCord? Is she, is that Oh yeah. Your Enneagram yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah. Your Enneagram really? coach. She's really good. So when I took the test, so this was a while ago, Um, Ian Crone, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He had a free one for a long time. And it was like, it was like a hundred questions or something when yeah. I got all my friends to take. And now that I think is now behind like a paid feature because it got so big. But um, Beth, I go to a lot and that's now where I send people to like take the test. Um, I really love, I just love the Instagram accounts getting to like see the different stuff, but I always go back. I think it's just to the Enneagram Institute. I think Mm -hmm. usually when I Google like that for me, it just has everything broken down, like for each number. And then I, I, what I really love is the feature of like, it shows you like, if you're a one, like, what is it like being with a three or, and you can click all the different things. So you can like see, so you can see how you are with your spouse or like, it gives you like, here's the good and the bad, but then Mm -hmm. you can also see it with your friends. So you can kind of like understand, like, I, that for me is just like, like I'm, I'm such a purist of like, go straight to like these sources. But um, yeah it is really fun to see on Instagram. Like some of the accounts I think are better than others, but definitely Beth's is like one that I was saying earlier, my girlfriend and I, like we're constantly um, screenshotting and sending each other one of the things because we'll be like, this, this is it right here. This thing, like this is us.
1: Yeah, yeah I like her account too. She, she does a really good job of breaking it down. So that you can understand and really discover about your number
2: yeah and i think too it's like i like when people talk about like here's the good and here's the bad you know like when and and also like when you're feeling the bad or when it you know when you're in a bad place like how like how to give yourself grace and like how like and, and that stuff so i just feel like and tell me how you feel about this i feel like when you read everyone's thing The one is there's, it's usually always the most negative. Like we have the Mm -hmm. biggest struggle. Like we, and so I'm just, I have to give myself so much grace and be like, man, like for us to get up every day and do what we like feel called to do can be really Mm -hmm. hard because like our own, our own inside self is trying to like sabotage us. So Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. I think, I think like you said, with ones, we're so like fairness, justice, like right versus wrong that I've really like it's kind of like you know that like growing up or like however you've walked through life as a one um but then like enneagram language like puts or it puts language to like thoughts or feelings that like you've always had but maybe never known how to put into words for others or maybe you've just not seen it at least for myself it was very eye opening that like I can come across very critical sometimes to others, but my heart and my intention is to like make it better or be the best that it could be. But however I'm coming across, that's not reading to people in that way. And so it was very eye-opening to me to see like in relationship or friendship or even in my relationship with my spouse to see how that has come across and not like the very thing that I'm trying to do, which is like make the world a better place is not always translating, you know, the best that it could be. So it's been very eye opening for me to like hold myself accountable to how I approach people or approach things, you know, and really like, come at it with a different approach and mindset so that it is translated in the best like possible way. Yeah. Um, And I think like, I really realized how much like fear of failure I have in different things and how, how crippling that was for me and how I would have like different ideas or want to pursue different things, but was just so crippled by fear. And that sounds so simple, like when I'm saying it, but it just like this journey that I've walked it, I haven't, I wasn't able to really identify that until I started learning the Enneagram and like really learning about ones and just the harsh critic. And like like you said, and we've already said, you know, we both thought everybody was like struggling with that. You know, I remember like when I first heard about the inner critic, I remember that day specifically because I was walking around my neighborhood on on a trail and i was listening to a podcast where it was the road back to you podcast where ian cron like mentioned that i literally like stopped dead in my tracks and was like rewind wait a minute like nobody else has this like what in the world um and so it was so eye opening um and realizing like okay here's why i'm so very hard on myself yeah. and here's why i'm like even harder on myself when when i like do something wrong or like something others don't like, or like, because I just internalize it in such a different way. And like, Mm -hmm. I already have this harsh critic, like second guessing my every single move. And then when you
2: disappoint people, it's like 20 times magnified. So yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, that is like me 100%. So like, if you doubt that you're a one, but you have an inner critic that just like (laughs) crushes your soul, then like, I'm sorry, my friend, but you are a one and you can join our therapy group. There you go. <laughs> I know when
1: I, I had a girlfriend of mine, like maybe like a year ago, she was like debating whether or not she was a one or an eight and she couldn't like figure mm-hmm. it out. And I said to her, I said, do you have an inner critic that questions your every single move? And she goes, no, I have an inner cheerleader. And I was like, you're not a one then. You're <laughs> like eight. I was like, you're an eight, like
2: you're yeah. not a one. And she was yeah. like, all right, well that simplifies that. So. I know I have a friend who, who keeps wavering back and forth if she's like a one or a three, but she like, she can launch things so efficiently or get an idea and just like carry it out. And I'm like, that's a three. My husband does that. Mm-hmm. My best friend does that. They're both threes. Like that's an achiever. Like the one, their their like negative inner critic, like slows them down because they have to work through all of that before that they can like get this idea to launch. And like, yeah. So I'm always like. That's a great like, great easy way. If you have an inner critic, you're a one. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Welcome well, to our club.
1: <laughs> it's so nice
2: to talk to a fellow Enneagram one. It is. It is. There's so many like struggles that you can just relate to. You're like, okay, we're not alone. We're not alone. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's very true. Okay, switching gears a little bit. You mentioned um, earlier that you are a military wife and you guys are a military family. Your husband is in the Navy. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And how long has he been in the military? Um, he, this, this October, we're still in October. I almost said this past October, but we're still there. Um, he, it, 17 years. It's like, so 17 years in the Navy. It's crazy. That's awesome though. That's yeah. That's awesome. What
1: is like, as you guys have walked through this journey together and, and married military life, what is the one thing that you wish people knew about military wives
2: or military families, or maybe more than one thing? Um, so I think, so this is one of the things that you were like, I am going to ask you this question, everything else you were like, let's just have a chat, which I love. But so the, the first thing I thought of when I read that was, um, I think sometimes people who aren't military spouses or like didn't grow up in a family that has a lot of like military members, family members in it. Um, They don't know necessarily how to relate. And so mm-hmm. something that I hear a lot, and, and I've talked to other friends about this, like we hear a lot is like, your husband leaves for such a long period of time. Like, I, I don't know how you do that. I could never do that. And here's the thing, like, we don't know how, like, we just do it. Like, it just, like, I know that people are saying that as a way of, of just, like, trying to be, like, that's really hard. Like, I sympathize with you, but just sometimes the way it comes out, you're just, like, you just wake up and do it. Like, you don't, like, it's not your favorite part of life, but I've also noticed as, like, I think also just as business, um, capital like just as everything has evolved over the last couple of decades, like there are more people that travel out for work, like not just military. So like, there's plenty of people that, um, that like experience that there's plenty of families that deal with like one of their parents or their spouse being gone. Mm-hmm. It's just the military sometimes makes it a much more extended length of time. So that was kind of the first thing is I just feel like I know people are coming from a good place, but sometimes it you like when you you're it's like hard to respond because you're not like you don't like none of us think like, oh, we're just like some great gracious person that we can like power through this. You just kind of are like, this is what we do like you just kind of wake up and that's what you do and um I will say the homecomings like make it kind of worth that time like that there's just like that memory and that like sweetness of like getting to see your husband or wife again, after being away for so long, like there's just like, it almost, it's almost that same like feeling of like when you were dating, you know, you get those kind of butterflies. And so it almost like rekindles that kind of connection again. So there's like, you find the good, you find the good in it. And I will say the last time Scott was on a major long deployment was when I could, I really dove into me figuring out who I was and like, Leaning into things, that's when I started the podcast, I was like working two contracting jobs that I really loved. like I just felt like that that year was like I got to be Jen. I got to figure out this person mm-hmm. um, and so there like I think there's good and bad to all of it, and um but it's just kind of it's just a journey, so hope that answered your question <laughs>
1: yeah it does I think it's good for people to realize like you said like there's good and there's bad and you're just waking up and doing life the only way that
2: you've ever known to do it just like somebody else is just doing I mean this might be a silly example um, but even if more. it's just for a couple of weeks um but if they're especially if they're deployed like just check in on them and like see what they need and sometimes it's not like I know, as women, like w- when someone asks you, like, "Oh, do you need anything?" You're just gonna say no, versus being like, right. "Hey, let's get dinner," or like, "Let's all go out for pizza," or "You guys come over and let's have a pizza party." Like, get, do it in that kind of way. Um, but I think another way that anyone can do it is um, so a lot of military spouses start their own businesses because it's very easy to to keep doing your business when you're moving a lot. Think mm-hmm. we were like really blessed to live in Norfolk, Virginia, for almost seven years. And that's like not super normal. Um, So we really got to be rooted, but a lot of spouses are moving anywhere from every 18 to 36 months. And so starting a business where they get to take with them um, is like really helpful to their family. So like, if you can support a military spouse's business, I think that that's huge. So again, like as the holidays come up, if you're looking for gifts and, you know, and you like, just, if you know, someone who like runs a business, owns a shop, owns Etsy shop, owns a handmade, owns a product based business, something like that. Um, if you like being able to support their business is like huge for them. Mm -hmm. So I love that. That's
1: something I would have never really thought about. I have a really strong military family. Um, but all of most of my family is reserve duty. So they've had like long deployments here and there, but mostly not because they're reserve duty. Um, so that's a really good tip um, that you said. Yeah. Uh, so you guys recently moved across country from Virginia to California, which is a huge undertaking in and of itself and so much transition. How are you guys cultivating community Um, you know, you said that you were in Virginia for seven years and that's not typical, um, but you're not in California for that long. So how are you guys cultivating community and what does that look like for you guys going into a situation where, you know, we're not going to be here for, you know, more than Two three years. Mm -hmm. How do you approach community and still cultivate community, and even in the back of your mind, knowing that you're not going to be somewhere for very long?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question because we are only here for 18 months. So we got here in June of 2019, and we'll leave like either December 2020 or like January 2021, like 18, 19 months. So it's it's, like a really fast time. Um, And there's not. My husband is here to get his MBA, so there's not. There's. Mm -hmm. It's not like we could stay on for longer. Like we'll be moving somewhere else for sure. Maybe in California, but like definitely not in this area. Um, So for us, we made the choice to, to move into the um, military housing in this area. So there's a, there's a lot of housing here. Um, Instead of living out in town, instead of renting a place out in town, because we knew that that would be the fastest place for us to be dropped in and to find community. Um, And we just, we got seriously I feel like the luckiest people where like God placed us in the house that we are living in. Um, because the neighbors around us are amazing. Um, I've joined a Bible study with the women that I live. So we, everyone plays in the alley in my neighborhood. So like, so like we live across the We're like alleyway garage people. So, um, just, that choice right there i think totally set us up for like such success here mm-hmm. um to the point of like when we moved here we had friends who had lived in norfolk with us before and so we knew where they were going to church and we were like okay we'll try that church out and then when we moved into the house both the people across the way in the alleyway um both the families go, go to that church one of the women works there and and like all these other people that we had met like that's the church they went to so we were just like well I guess this is where we're going. And it's just kind of been such such a beautiful thing because we see each other on like a Tuesday in the alley or on a Friday night and get to hang out. And then we see each other on Sunday and we're sitting together at church and then we're having Bible study together. And I just, it's I've been searching for that kind of community for like years. Like I loved where we lived before, but just like our little neighborhood did not, we didn't have that. And I like, prayed for that. And like, that's exactly what God delivered. There were some other things where I felt like we were getting hosed, but when I, now, when I see it, I'm like, this is what I asked God for. And that's exactly what he gave me. Like my daughter can go outside and she plays and goes and finds kids to play with and kids come in and play. And it's just like, it's just this beautiful, like a little bit Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Like it's almost too perfect, but it, it's good because we're talking about hard things together. You know, we're like doing life together. And, and like, it's really nice to be like, I met these people a few months ago, but like, we're able to to talk about these hard things in life and to like cheer each other on and to encourage each other and to show up for each other. Yeah.
1: I love that. And I love what you said that like you asked God for this and he answered your prayer. Maybe not exactly what you envisioned in your mind, but exactly what you guys needed for the season that you're in.
2: Yep. And like, I just, I, so many times I pinch myself and I'm like, this is literally what I have been asking God to give us for so many years. So yeah, for sure.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Wrapping up our time together. The question I ask all my guests before we end our time is who or what is helping you flourish in the season that you are in?
2: Yeah, so I would go back to one of the things I said earlier is um, a Bible study. So there's five of us. We all live right around here. We meet on Tuesday nights, and like I just I got really lucky in in like figuring that out, and like it's so beautiful because I feel like I get to show up as my like imperfect, raw, like over analytical like self, and and be broken and like be accepted, and like it. Again, I walk across the alley through Mm. our friend's garage into their dining room and we sit down and we have tea and we watch the video and we talk about the Bible and we just do it and it's so easy. Sometimes we're in leggings, sometimes we're dressed from the day and it just, there's like, you just show up like where you are. If you haven't finished the study, you show up and it's been so impactful for me. It's let The studies we've done have really broken me open and like helped me to like, I think the biggest thing in terms of, like, for me is, one, my relationship with my daughter and also, like, ha- like asking God to, like, lead me and show me what he wants me to do in my business and, like, how I can make that work while being a mom and being a wife and doing mm-hmm. all of that. So, to like, really just broken me open to being, like, I need your help, Lord. Like, you have to, like, if you're, if I'm not asking you for the guidance, like, it's not going to go it's going to, it's not going to be as good as it could be. So that's just been really, like really impactful for me.
1: That's awesome. I really like that. What
2: studies have you guys been doing? Um, so we did, um, we've done two by Kelly Minter. I think that's. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we're actually going to start, um, we were looking, we like the timeline of stuff that works for us. We like needed a five week study. That's going to start in a couple of weeks. And we found an admin one on Lifeway. And so we're going to be starting that one soon. And then, um, we talked about next year reading through the risen motherhood book. Cause one of the mm-hmm. gals has it. And I really love that podcast. And so we're just, yeah, but we've done two of the Kelly, I think her last name is mentor. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Jen, for joining me on the show this morning. For everyone that wants to connect with you after the show, where can they connect with you and find you online?
2: Yeah. So very easy everywhere. It's Abundant Affirmations. So Facebook, Instagram, I'm really big over on Instagram at Abundant Affirmations. The website is AbundantAffirmations.com.
1: Awesome. And I will link all of that in the show notes so people can go to the show notes and find links to your social media and your website and the shop so they can pick up some affirmation cards of their own. Perfect. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. If this podcast has impacted you, I'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review jump on over to whatever listening platform you're enjoying the podcast on and leave us a rating and review. It really helps spread the mission of the podcast even farther and helps other people hear about the show. You can find the show notes to this episode, freebies and more on my website at andreammorley.com and find me on Instagram at andreammorley so we can connect after the show.